So everyone who is born again or who has the life of Christ also have a life of the Spirit. He didn't just come to give us his life, he also gave us his Spirit. Seeking self-justification at times is calling for an extension of your delay. Look unto Jesus for a proper interpretation of what you are going through. Then you have a light. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you on a series that I've titled Intimacy. So it's a series, really. But well, the first thing that God put in my spirit to talk about, he gave me this revelation very late today, is to talk on reserve. Is to talk on reserve. If you have ever used a vehicle or probably you use a motorcycle, there is something called reserve um, that your vehicle gets into that mode when it's fuel or feel, as it is called properly, are uh, finished. And so it gives you a signal, so you're now on red alert, to signify that you need to refill. You see what I'm saying? So uh, the fuel getting finished, you got an alert on your dashboard, you see the red, Alert there telling you nearby station. All right, gas station. So you just need to, you know, uh, get more gas in your car so that you can continue on a journey. And then you see, we are all on a journey. Glory to God. We are on a walk of faith with God, and then our fuel must not be finished. Praise God. Our fuel was not uh, finished. Our fuel must not finish. Our fuel must not finish because an important journey that we have embarked on by God, Bible says we run a race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. We are running. Somebody say, I'm running. I'm running, I'm running the race. Yes. Say after me, say boldly, if you're online, just write it. Say, I'm running the race that is set before me. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. So we cannot afford to be stranded in the journey. We cannot afford uh, to branch from faith to fear, to branch from faith to doubt, to branch from faith and stop at a bus stop called distraction. We cannot afford for us to have a delayed journey. We cannot afford, are you getting what I'm saying? to have a mechanical force or supernatural force on the road, we cannot afford uh, to drive or to continue to run without the spirit because it takes the spirit to run. Glory to God. Amen. Just like for a vehicle, it takes the fuel to move. No matter how beautiful the engine is, no matter how well decorated the body of a vehicle is, no matter how modern the vehicle is, without fuel, the vehicle ain't going anywhere. So I don't care how you look. I don't care how you sound. I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care how talented. I don't care how long you've given your life to Christ. It doesn't matter. What matters is how much fuel are you carrying? Let me ask your neighbor how much fuel are you carrying? That fuel is quite too sensitive and important 
for your journey. And today I'm going to be able to elaborately explain to you what it means to have enough fuel, all right, um, in your vehicle as you embark on this journey of life and destiny. Now, don't, don't forget that the Holy Spirit is your compass. Don't forget that the Holy Spirit is your director. Don't forget that the Holy Spirit is your, is your holy law. Then we look unto Jesus, uh, the author, the one who has begun the journey, or who already, you know, started the journey, and finished the journey, and came to call us to be his partner in order for us to execute the journey. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what is called purpose. Bible says everyone, everything, work together for him that love God and accord according to his purpose. Now, take notes. It's not for the people he loved. It's for the people that love God. Glory to God. To embark on a journey with God, you've got to show that you love him. It's a demonstration. It's a manifestation. It's an expression of love that you have for God to embark on a journey with him. Bible says, can two walk together? Except they what? They agree. And don't forget, Bible says that the ones who wait on him will strengthen. All right? They will mount up with winter as eagles. They will run and not weary. And they will walk and not what? And not faint. So it's a walking with him. It's a running with him. It's a mounting up with wings as eagle with him. Somebody say with him. With him. So there is intimacy there. There's fellowshipping. There is partnership. So, you see, you we can't embark on a very crucial and important and strategic journey of life and destiny of purpose without having enough fuel. Whatever you are embarking upon. All right? So, you remember um, the scripture saying that what is that man that wants to go to a war or what that king that wants to go to a war with another king I will not first number his soldiers whether he has more than enough to be able to overpower or to overthrow the other king. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he says, you must count the cost. Who, is, who wants to be the Torah? Who will not first sit down and not what? You know, plan and strategize. Whether he has enough resources to start that Torah building and to complete it. So it is most of the time a senseless adventure and exploration when we do not have enough fuel in our tank and we embark on a journey. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you know that you know there are no stations on the road. You know there are places, there are journeys, there are places in this country that you can start driving towards. You are not sure whether there are stations on the road, especially in the north. You can journey for two hours and not see a station. So if you have been alerted that your tank is almost empty, you are now on reserve. You see, reserve is to keep you because you are now on emergency. Reserve is to sustain you so that you can get to the next station in order to be to refuel. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what reserve means. Reserve is one of the most strategic or crucial oil that sustains you in times of need or in times of emergency, in times of scarcity, and you have to deliver, in times where people are fainting, and then you look at yourself, you look at almost fainting, and yet you are still ministering. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are almost fainting, 
and yet you are still delivering. That's reserve. That's reserve. So the reserve is very important that we talk about it as God put it in my spirit. And, you know, he gave me Matthew, Matthew chapter 25. Let's start with Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. What I'm sharing with you today is very important. Matthew 25, I want to read four different versions. I'm reading TLB. I'm reading the message. I'm reading NKJV. And I'm reading Passion Translation. I am looking for one or two words that, you know, we throw more light into what we are looking at. Bible says, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. I want you to follow me very carefully. And went out to meet the bridegroom. This is not talking about polygamy. The ten virgins are not going to be his bride. But you see, figuratively we can say that the bridegroom is like Christ and all of us are his brides, figuratively. But it's not justifying polygamy. But I want you to see something. Some other versions say they are maidens, like the people you call um, coffee ladies, or what do you call them again? You know, like you have uh, uh, those uh, uh, bridesmaids you get. All right? So that, that's what, you know, signifies. Some, some translations put it that way. But then I want us to move on. Say, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, don't forget their lamps. Ten virgins. Now, every virgin has a lamp. Virginity here means new, right? The Bible says you are a new creation. So a virgin that should have a meeting with the Lord or have an encounter with Christ as the bridegroom. Every virgin has their own lamp. They have the life of the spirit. You are not a virgin if you don't have a lamp. If you have a lamp, it's a confirmation that you are a virgin. Are you get what I'm saying? So everyone who is born again or who has the life of Christ also have a life of the spirit. Is that clear? He didn't just come to give us his life. He also gave us his spirit. And without his spirit, we cannot embark on a journey with him. For the Bible says he is spirit. And those who worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. A combination of the spirit and truth. A combination of the spirit and truth, which is still one in all essence. A combination of the spirit and truth. So there is the revelation that comes from the mouth of God. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds per time, for every situation or for every particular matter, from the mouth of God. And so there is the combination or interwovenness of the spirit and truth. So you can say, okay, God is spirit, and those who worship him, worship him in the spirit of the truth. They have a life of the spirit of truth. Is that clear? So it's like a two sides of a coin, head or tail, spirit or truth. Is that clear? Jesus Christ came, Bible says, full of grace and truth. So for every revelation, for every word that God gives, all right, there is a dimension 
of the spirit that causes the word to walk or that executes the word. Is that clear? Bible says the spirit was hovering over the face of the deep and God said, and then creation started. So we operate as a believer in the supernatural by the spirit of the truth, by the word of truth, and by the spirit of God. Now, look at it. it said, then they came, they have the lamps, they have lamps, they have lamps, they have lamps. So you got lamps, you got lamps. And went house to meet the bridegroom? Yes. They went out, they all made a movement. Listen to me, they all made a movement. Bible says how Jesus Christ was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good. Is that clear? Now, movement there signified they did not lack power. The movement there signified dunamis. Is that clear? They did not just have the power to live as a being. They also have the power to live as a doer. Are you getting what I'm saying? A mover and shaker. Is that clear? So that means they, they have the kinetic, you know, dimension of the spirit. They do not just have the potential dimension of the spirit. They have the kinetic. They can move. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they were not virgins. They were stagnant. They were not virgins. They were you know, stagnated. Is that clear? They were virgins that had lamp, and then Bible says they move. Now five of them were wise, and we are getting into the, the truth of the matter now. The main core of the message. So don't forget all of them were virgins. So it's so, you know, funny how somebody can be a new creation and be foolish. How somebody can be, and there is nobody at one time or the other that have not been foolish. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Say, how foolish were you? <laughs> so nobody likes to be called foolish, but Bible says, whether you like it or not, it is not because you are now born again that will make you wise automatically. You could still be foolish. You could still be foolish. You could be foolish. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Why were they foolish? Yes, they three. And said, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Can you imagine? Those who were foolish took their lamp and took no what? Oil with them. Yes, next verse. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Now I want you to take note of something. He said they took oil in their what? With their what? It looks like there were two things they carried, right? So there were vessels and there were lamps. But there were this group of believers or Christians or virgins that only had lamp. And let me tell you something, except if I've ever used lamp before, especially the locally made one, the lamps, every lamp is always made with the side, the compartments that can contain oil. So when Babul is referring to vessels here, he's referring to a vessels that can be used to re easily refill. Are you getting what I'm saying? When that oil is going down in the lamp. Is that clear? Okay. But I want us to read further. 
The verse 5 says, But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. The bridegroom was delayed. So, Mark delay. Bridegroom delayed. There are certain times that we experience delays, but those delays are not denial. Bridegroom must come, surely. Are you getting what I'm saying? But there will be delays sometimes. There will be delays sometimes. And it could be in any area. And that delay can cause your fuel level to start going down. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, I want you to know that this is parabic. I mean, it's either you look at it literally or you try to, you know, interpret it, you know, by figurative way. Do you get what I'm saying? But whichever the case, I just believe that I trust the Holy Spirit to explain the nitty-gritty and the deeper part of it. So, in different ways, you see a young graduate graduated and then experience delay before getting a job. And let me tell you, one of the things that I can guarantee you that delay can do perfectly is to exhaust your oil. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, when Jesus Christ said, virtue left me, virtue will leave you when you are going through delay. Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, it's almost automatic that virtues must leave you. You have aspirations in some cases. You have ambitions. You already seen visions and you want executions of some of the things that you have seen as promises of God to be fulfilled. And then now you are experiencing what is called delay. But you see, delay doesn't mean that God will not still come. I like what somebody said. He said, is Jehovah on time. Praise God. So it will still come. You see, God doesn't operate in timeliness. And I know you know that. God operates in timelessness. So sometimes what we call delay of the bridegroom is actually the perfect timing of the bridegroom. To the bridegroom, it might not be delay. But to you is what? Is delay. Now, we have examples of many people who had delay. I mean, look at Joseph. He had a dream, and then he saw the father, the mother, and then the brothers bowing. Are you getting what I'm saying? The next thing he saw after that was he found himself in the pit, right? I mean, and from there, he was sold. His brothers actually sold him. You know, look at it literally. Your brothers gang up, and then they take you to market, and then they sell you. And then they take you to another country, from another country to another country. And then you find yourself in a strange, a completely strange land where you have to learn their language to be able to speak, where you had no relative, where you, had, you knew nobody and you were young. And the vision you saw is the vision of kinship, rulership, the vision of, you know, being a blessing. Are you getting what I'm saying? But what you are experiencing is more or less like very contradictory and opposite of what you saw. So it looks like there is a what? Delay. Even though you spoke in tongues in the pits, you spoke in tongues, you made confession of faith, you said, you know, the nations are bowing to me, and then, you know, you're still in the pits. Delay. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then from the pit, you were sold. Now, not in delay. There are many things that could come. Betrayer. Offenses. Are you getting what I'm saying? You may even try to start comparing yourself with others. Maybe somebody was made the chief of their local village. And whereas you are going to be the 
king that will provide for nations of the world. And then you needed to go from Pete to Potiphar's house, being sold. And so, you know, sold outrightly, sold completely, sold generously, and then you were carried away, praise God. All that is still speaking delay. Because what you saw, I mean, how sweet it is for you to see dollars in your dream and wake up and see it beside your pillow. That's no delay, right? <laughs> but my friend, most of the time, dreams and visions is a call. They are called to responsibility. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are called. They are confirmations or call to responsibility. And that's what prophecies are also. So, you know, people experience delay. And then from Potiphar's house, and then temptation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not just betrayer, temptation. I mean, now the wife of the Potiphar wanted to sleep with him. He had to not compromise. He had to stand his ground. How will I sin against God? How will... So you can find yourself in a Potiphar's house where you're working yourself out. Your boss could even be nice and give you a promotion above others like him. But it's still different from the vision you saw. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's still like a delay. You are declaring that vision. You couldn't forget that vision. In fact, at some point, you became almost like restless because you know that you know that you know that's who you are. And then you declare it to yourself. My identity, my new status, my, oh God, I call those things that be not as though they were. And then they refuse to come on time. Delay. But with God, it's not delay. But with you, it's delay. You are operating on the earth. But you see, the flow we are talking about, the oil symbolizes the flow, the working of the spirit, the intimacy with God. So if you are giving to that, you have an idea of what is going on. You know that number one, in this delay, there will be betrayal, but I will overcome it. Walk in love. In this delay, there will be offenses, I will overcome it. In this delay, there will be challenges. In this delay, there will be temptations. Even if I fall, I must rise up. Else, that's the end. Game over. In this delay, I walk in love. And so from there, he found himself in prison. He was lied against. You see, I know my right. I'm going to fight for my right. This is it. I'm going to call this lawyer. Call that lawyer. Seeking self-justification at times is calling for an extension of your delay. Are you getting what I'm saying? You seek to look unto Jesus for a proper interpretation of what you are going through. Then you have a light. Bible says they carry their lamps. And then they went towards the bridegroom. For them to have been going towards the bridegrooms, I don't want to know whether it was the day or in the night they carried the lamps. It means that that lamps propelled them to walk. It means that there were light in the lamp. There were fire in the lamp. Flame in the lamp. Is that not it? It means that they had some level or measure of hoy in the lamp. All of them. But Bible says there's this category that was foolish. And the reason why they were foolish is because they depended on the oil they have in the lamp. They depended on the oil they had in the lamp. It's so funny how you can embark on a journey and not plan extra. Praise God. You see, sometimes when we are going through the delay, is that extra oil we carry that actually proves we are extraordinary. Yes. 
Is that what, that's what, you see, because when you are tempted on every side, beaten by all kinds of winds and wild winds and storm, and then you are facing all kinds of betrayal, challenges, and um, th th things you built looks like scattered, and then you have to pursue this, you have to pursue that, and it looks like the dreams are not coming to pass, and then, or it's delaying, and then in those kind of times, you are still flowing, and you are still, you know, focused on Christ, and then following him on that pattern, or on that part, on that journey, it means you carry an extra one. You see, the scripture says, youth will faint and be weary. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumber. Now, I want you to mark slumber. How many slumbered? Did the wise men too slumber? The wise uh, bridesmaids, they all what? Slumber. Now, I want you to understand something about slumbering. Now, he said they slumbered and slept. Now, slumbering is different from sleeping. Slumbering is an introduction to sleeping. Have you ever seen people in meeting? They say, I'm awake. They are not awake. They are hugging with you that they are awake. You ask them what you said last. They couldn't remember. But they are what? Slumbering. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Regardless of the amount of oil you carry, you can slumber. Ah, this is very serious. And this is where Paul wrote to certain people. He told them, he said, if you think you stand, take it, lest you what? Fall. The beginning of slumbering is when you are about to fall. You are now staggering. You are staggering. They all slumber. Delay could make you slumber. Temptation could make you slumber. Betrayer could make you slumber. Blackmail could make you slumber. They all slumber. And then, and slept. You see that? And slept. And slept. Now, what this means is that they became inactive. They became inactive. Does that stop them from having the oil? No. With the hoy, they slept. <laughs> See, let me tell you something that is very simple. Let me quickly give you an overview before I check all other versions and I round up. You see, the lamp, Bible says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. They carry the word. They have a supernatural life. They carry God's word. But that word is not word yet in itself. The word they carry is Logos. But don't forget, Psalm 119, verse 105. Let me show you something there quickly. You see, lamp is not enough. A lamp without a flame is not a fulfilling life. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's like you are having fluorescence, you are having bulb, and there is no voltage that is running. Are you getting the power in it? Now, he said, your word is a lamp to my feet. And then God gave me a revelation of this place a long time ago. He said, where well, you can stand on God's word, but that doesn't mean you will move. You have a logon. It is written. Good. Why did Jesus say it is written? Satan was with him. The second time he said it is written. The Satan still stayed. Immediately Jesus said, it is spoken or it is said. Then Satan moved. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? So there is this first level of God's word, which is logos. It's general. It's generic. You can hold on to it. It's a supernatural life. A supernatural life can be based on logos. Are you getting what I'm saying? Logos is good. But I want to show you what is better. He said, and a light to my words. So it's when movement begins, there's something that powers you to start moving. If the lamp does not provide light, then there is no movement. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even Israelites couldn't move in the wilderness. The fire, the pillar of fire in the night, and the cloud in the day. That's direction. So the light, the revelation that came out of the generic word of God, the compendium of God's thought, all right, brought about photizo, light. And with the light, you can move. And that's what happened to us sometimes. Because when we don't move by the light that God has shown to us, or we are moving thinking that we are moving contrary to the light that God has shown to us. If we can align with God, we know we are still in sync with what God is doing in our life. Don't forget, God gave Joseph light. That dream is Rema specific. This is what we happen. How it's going to happen, Joseph didn't know. But that light, as he came and as he shared that light, movement started. But you see, sometimes you don't have to orchestrate your own movement. There are people who will orchestrate it for you. Betrayal is part of it. Temptation is part of it. Being lied again is part of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Starting something and it collapses is part of it. And then you have to restart. Are you getting what I'm saying? All those things are all put together as what Paul said, working together for those who love God and they are called according to his purpose. And that is why it is religious, it is, um, it is out of um, self-righteousness for somebody to look at his life and he wants it to be so, you know, upright according to his standard. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, this, I never did this before. I never smoked. I never did this. In fact, I was born, I was born naturally and I think I was born again as well because... I mean, I didn't really go into the world. I just look at the world like this. And, you know, that's people who just have that kind of self-righteousness. And that is why most of the great people in the scripture had one fourth or the other. Have you ever taken notes? Had one fourth or the other. We still show that they are human beings. It's so amazing today how the world expects somebody who is called a bishop to be 100% perfect. Except somebody who is called a pastor to be 100% perfect. Are you getting what I'm saying? We actually think that when you say somebody, you know, is a leader of a music group, is supposed to be an angel. Or when you say somebody is, do you get a, is the prayer coordinator of a place, then he doesn't fart, he doesn't snore, he doesn't wake up late, he doesn't, everything about him is so perfect because he's the prophetess or is the prophet of the prayer tower of the old church. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you know what? We push out some of these things, delay. And bridegroom, delay. If you had not delayed, they would not have slumber. I hope you know. Delay. Delay. 
Lord, I want this, I want that. And you have a note of victory. You come out with boldness. You have even started sharing the testimony. You see, <laughs> something is coming. Something is coming. And then you have been saying it. You have been saying it one week, two months, one year, two years, three years, five years, ten years. Have you ever led a group and you say, we are going somewhere. We are breaking into a new realm. We are doing this. We are doing that. And then people are wondering, when is, where is the new realm? Where is the new, where is the new level? Where is the new, we are breaking, we are breaking. You see, we have been breaking, we are breaking, we are breaking. We are, where is it? Or you say, we bind everywhere. We bind everywhere, we bind, ah, we bind everywhere. Even where we are using, they want to chase us out of the place. Where, what, where are we? <laughs> delay, glory to God. And delay, all right, can be collective and it can be, they were supposed to enter promised land within three days, leaving Egypt. And they did not get to promised land until after 40 years. Delay. And that delay brought out a lot of things, temptation, challenges, all kinds of stuff, doubt, unbelief. I'm not doing it again. Delay. <laughs> delay. And this might resonate with you. The only thing that can sustain you during that time is extra oil. Reserve. Are you getting what I'm saying? I just like to fill my car, to fill my car to the brim, as in full tank. Praise God. Somebody say full tank. That's what God wants you to carry. But you know, full tank is not enough in this case. So God is saying there must be extra. Is that clear? Is that clear? See, sometimes I've been on a journey that I know normally should take me three hours, and then we entered into hold up. And certain cities have some kind of specific hold ups. I don't want to mention those cities because I will be, you know, offending some people right here. The hold up in those cities are not born again. The hold ups in those cities are illiterate. The hold ups in those cities are stuck illiterate hold up. You stand still in between five trailers. And they're not born you well to wind down because the, 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 the fumes of those trailers, the exhausts, will finish you. And you keep your fuel, you keep your vehicle running and it's consuming fuel. You find out where you go normally on a normal day with about 4,000 and a half fuel, you start, you start spending 10,000. That's what delay does. It consumes fuel. It consumes, it will take virtue from you. It will take virtue from you. It will demand, place a demand on the anointing that is in your life. But extra will sustain the righteous. Somebody say extra. That's reserve. That's reserve. Now, Bible says, and while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered. So that could happen. You can slumber. You can fall to temptation. You can fall. Are you getting what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that you are not getting on. You can fall. You can fall by the wayside. You can be given into temptations. You can even slip off completely and forget that the bridegroom is coming. Because the position, when somebody is asleep, it means that all your senses are on holiday. Well, let's say it means that all your senses are completely passive. Is that clear? And look at it. How many of us, instead of waking people who are asleep, mocking people that are asleep? How many of us, instead of praying and interceding for people who are found in a fault, 
mocking people. Are you getting what I'm saying? You could have come outside and said, this cannot happen to me. And eventually when it happened, you now cover your eyes with shame. And the brethren that should have helped and sustained you at that time too, they come with digger, digger, uh, come with dagger and arrow. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are not helping matter. Because at that time, you needed intercessions of the saints, which could empower and strengthen you during that time. There are things that will happen to us that will never make sense to us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is by faith you continue to walk with God. It's later you understand what it means. They all slumber. I like this particular passage. This is a very real parable. The wise virgins were not perfect. The wise virgins slumbered. The wisdom couldn't prevent them from slumbering. The wisdom, sometimes you think you are wise and you are so smart, according to the message. He said some were smart. We will read it. You are so smart that you can avoid certain things. You are so smart that you can withstand evil. When Bible says flee, all youthful lust, you, you are standing against all youthful lust with your flesh. Because you think you are so smart. You say, I will open my window. I will open my door. Pastor has said, no privacy. It's by yourself. When you open all those things and there is no privacy, by yourself you are closing all those things. Praise God. Slumber. Slumber. Can you see that? And you see, slumbering and sleeping does not end your mission. It does not end your what? Your mission. Because whoever sleeps can wake up. Yes. Whoever is slumbering can be awakened. Look at it. And But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. I can talk about this, you know, for uh, many minutes or hours. Next verse. And the Bible says, And at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. A cry woke them up. Behold, Bible says at midnight. Can you put at midnight and mark it? At midnight. Midnight is an unexpected time. Midnight is the time that anybody that is normal is expected to be asleep. So if you are always awake at midnight, you are not normal. Amen? <laughs> you know, if they come at noon and they are asleep, you say, ah, they are sick. You say they are sick. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you see, at midnight means, at midnight means at the latest of all hours. Are you getting what I'm saying? At the latest. You know, 11th hour means, means what? Just about to be late. Almost late. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it came at midnight. It didn't, came at, it didn't come at 11th hour. At midnight. At the end of the clock. The whole of the whole thing summarized. The time unexpected, the time that they probably might have given up that is coming. Are you getting what I'm saying? How somebody will just give up concerning his marital life that he might not marry again. And it's that time. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they will be, you know, going through delay and all those kind of stuff. And then, bah, the bridegroom showed up. The bridegroom showed up. Now, what we are talking about, the bridegroom is coming. It means three things. Number one. Christ to be revealed in another dimension to you. Number two, Christ to manifest through you. 
for he will not manifest through you until he has been revealed to you. Is that clear? Number one is Christ to be revealed in another dimension. That you are a wise virgin. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then you are coming to meet Christ. You already have the word of Christ. You already have the rema of Christ. You carry the oil, which, is, which symbolizes the Holy Ghost. And let me tell you, you can have a lamp without oil. The confirmation that you have a lamp without oil is that there is no light. There is no flame. Is that clear? But you see, the lamp is not fulfilling its cause. But you see, if you have the lamp and then you have the oil, you will have been ignited. How did you think they slept? Did they switch off their lamp when they wanted to sleep? Or what did you think happened? Have you ever slept with lights on before? If you have ever used lamp before, you know, if you grow up in the side of the world where I grow up, I, you know, used to see grandma and then grandpa. And you know, like, like um, lantern. Yeah, you have used lamp before. <laughs> if you remember lantern, you know, before they started rechargeable radio, you know, all those rechargeable lamp. Uh -huh. That's what some people know now. They don't know lantern. And some people don't know atupa. You know, those ones they use in the market, you know. And my parents told me about the ones that you just put palm oil and you put, um, and then like a, a, a wick on it, and then you connect just with palm oil. And it will be in the calabash, like a small, um, you will have seen it in movies. You might not just take note of it. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with evil, um, herbalist or whatever. That was what they were using then. From oil, palm oil, palm oil. So it gravitated to what you have now as Bob. Praise God. <laughs> now you press your phone, there's light. <laughs> Praise God. You see, very soon now there will be light on people. <laughs> they will be so luminous <laughs> and be reflecting <laughs> as they go. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because things, the world is advancing and you have to think so big. The bridegroom must come. We must know. How we will know is what will be produced. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so the Bible says at midnight. So how come the bridegroom came at the what you call awkward hour? How come? Because it's not on agenda of humanity. It's on heavenly agenda. All times are equal. Do you know where he dwells? There is no darkness. It is midnight to us. It is every day, every night, every day, it is day to him. Don't forget, Jesus Christ is referred to as the day. Another name Jesus bears is the day. Another name he bears is Sabbath. In him we have rest. Bible says in him we live, we move, and we have our being. Glory to God. If any man being in Christ means if any man being in Sabbath, rest. So the day, at midnight, a, a cry was heard. You can imagine you heard a cry. They slept with their lamp and the flame on. Look at what the Bible says. The bridegroom coming, go out to meet him. The next verse, and the Bible says, then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. So what it means is they, they adjusted. Probably when they wanted to sleep, they lowered it. You know, there's a way you can, you know, and 
it will give a dimmed, you know. And then they trimmed their lamp and got ready. What happened? Why they trimmed their lamp? All of them, I mean, even the foolish ones knew how to trim the lamps. Even the foolish ones, they knew how to do every other thing. The both, let me tell you this. Let me, this will resonate with you. Both the wise virgins, the wise Christians, and foolish Christians know how to worship. Both wise Christians and foolish Christians know how to pray. Both wise Christians and foolish Christians fast. Are you getting what I'm saying? But well, there's a difference. That difference is the extra. Bible says what makes one wise and one foolish is that extra. When they trimmed their lamp, they said, and the foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil for your lamps, for our lamps are going out. So when they trim it, and then they try to, you know, there's a way you can, you know, increase it by making it come out the more. And by the time it's coming out the more, you are now beginning to burn the weak. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the weak will now be burning now because there is no um, oil going through it. And so when they, she said, have you ever been burning out? Which signifies that whenever you are burning out, there is the oil in your lamp is either finished or almost finished. Are you getting what I'm saying? What are the signs of burning out? Fatigue. Stress. Sometimes you detest the things of the spirit. Sometimes you are just tired to want to go for the things of the spirit. It doesn't excite you like you used to do anymore. You start believing atheism on the net. You start, you know, flowing with other people who talk against the church, talk against pastor, talk against all kinds of stuff. You now start doubting in your heart. Could this be true? Are we sure there was Mary? <laughs> Let alone virgin bath. <laughs> then you start watching some crazy movies. You say, I want to find out. And you see in our hearts, we could be very curious. We want knowledge. And so we are reading all kinds of... The curiosity in our hearts should have been guided to get the right knowledge. And then we now open up ourselves to demonic world. All kinds of knowledge out there now start coming in. And you get what I'm saying? Instead of giving attention to the things of the spirit because you are stressed and you are under serious fatigue and then you are now giving attention to things that could cushion the effect of that stress that are not necessarily going to cushion the effect of the stress but take you to make you land in a lustful world. Are you get what I'm saying? You are now going to now begin to give yourself to the flesh and give yourself to lustful desires, watching movies beyond the normal time, watching things and strife. You, you are now, you are now being comforted outside the Holy Spirit. You see that, and that comfort is a bait. That cushioning effect that you are getting outside because oil has finished. Nobody can replace oil. Nothing you can do to replace oil. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your car doesn't have fuel, you turn into a station and get gas. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your, your, see, there is nothing you can do to replace the fuel in your car. It cannot move. Regardless the model. Regardless how expensive the car may be. You see that? And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. Do you notice that it's not the lamps of the 
of the wise that are going out, the lamps of the what? Of the foolish. So, do you know that they could have experienced all these things around the same time? Because let's assume they, they all came out with the same mayor in their lamps. You can start out with fullness of the Holy Spirit. Please, overflow is better. Overflow is the extra. Don't always wait until you are like 50 liters short of the Holy Spirit to be refilled. You don't wait to church. You don't wait for church on Sunday. You create church in your home. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't wait for pastor. You don't wait. After all, there have been messages of pastors, which you can always, somebody called me from Abuja today. He said, I've downloaded your messages. He said, I'm looking for how faith works. He said, he puts one excerpt out. He said, I want the full message of that. Of that. You see, sometimes oil is being served in the front of you like this, and some people are demanding for it from outside the country. Because people have been blessed by that video, all those clips, and all those, you know, I remember one of these, um, um, this veteran drama, uh, my family putting up one, and then people were so blessed. So, you see, let me tell you, you gather extra oil when you lose him up, when you pray. When you pray and you don't need the prayer. When you listen to God's word and you already have the one keeping you running, but you are just listening. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you are not listening because you are dull of hearing or to be dull of hearing. You are just feeding yourself so fat, so strong. I don't know maybe I get what I'm saying. You already have the word you are working on. And yet you still attend the conference. You are fired up in your spirit. And yet you are still in church. Is that clear? You just finished 40 days prayer and fasting. You are so strong. And church said we are going on five days. And you still join. Is that clear? You are storing up in your reserve. You are storing up. Anytime you are taking up things you don't really need. Is reserve. Is extra. Is that clear? If you can just take two things of rice, you know, is it tin they call it? Um, that can. If you can just take two cups of rice, let me use cups, and then you cook three. What is the extra there? One cup. Do you know you can finish eating and after two hours you are hungry? The extra will save you. And that is the importance and how crucial the extra can be. And the foolish said to the wise, give us. I want you to see something about the wise. Give us some more. Now, the foolishness, who should be blessing in times of need? Be a blessing. All right? They become a body. Look at what's happening. Give us some oil. For our lamps are going out. Do you know they heard that the bridegroom is coming? But they've not seen the bridegroom. I want you to see the wise, the wisdom of the wise here. Go to the next one. He said, but the wise answered saying no. The wise always know when to say no. Let me tell you, we have taught ourselves to love ourselves, right? But you know, loving ourselves means, look, I am having extra. Go and get your extra. Are you listening to me? Loving ourselves means to hear no sometimes. Are you getting what I'm saying? To hear no sometimes. I heard one of my, I mean, one of my mentors just put it up and said, um, I was reading, he said, the solution to poverty is not, is not 
charity. And I've always known that. We have always heard you don't give people fish, you teach people how to fish. Jesus said, I will make you a fisher. No, not a heater of fish. A fisher of men. I will make you. Jesus didn't throw the net. He told him to throw the net. He was teaching him how to fish, even though he was a fisherman. So no, shouldn't offend you. No. Are you getting what I'm saying? Shouldn't be misinterpreted. Are you getting what I'm saying? Most of the cases, if you have been told yes, both you and the person that told you yes, you will suffer. Because that's what was going to happen here. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you. It's not because they don't like them. They are just telling them this is the reality. If we share our extra with you, the bridegroom that we say, he is coming. We can step out. And we are told we will meet him by 3 o'clock. And the two of us, we might not be able, or the two categories might not be able to meet. Look at it. Because each of them will have shared with one and uh, with others. Now look at But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Buy the truth. Sell it not. So what is happening here? So he's saying, listen to me. He's saying that, let me tell you, these things have always been available, but at the time when you now need it and you are now looking for it, it will be costly. It's available for you free of charge. He's preached every now and then. The meetings is organized every now and then. But the time will come in your life. You will look for it. It will now be what? Expensive. It will be costly. That time you can even be paying for it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Have you ever probably got out of you know, touch with somebody or somebody, somebody orders, um, offers some services for you almost free of charge and then you now see new people coming because those ones have gone or you have relocated and then you now see the same services they were offering to you almost free of charge. Some people just came with exorbitant prices and you are wondering. Why they said, go to those who are selling is because when it was free, you didn't have the extra. So now it's costing you. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Go rather to those who are selling, who sell and buy for yourselves. Next verse. And then Bible says, and why they, were, they went to buy? Why they went to buy? You know, they listen to the wise. So why didn't they listen to the wise when they saw vessels with them carrying lamp? Sometimes the foolish people don't observe. You see somebody telling you, I pray two hours per day. You see somebody sharing testimony, I endure this, I endure this. And you couldn't observe keenly to be able to derive from what they are saying. You, you know, you, you can listen to a testimony and copy and say, I copy. You can't copy testimony and experience the same. Are you getting what I'm saying? The life of David is different from Joseph. But if Joseph is talking, David will glean something that will help him in his own career. Is that clear? A two different life. David will not enter pit. Are you getting what I'm saying? But David can win a battle from the valley. He said, a valley is different from a pit. David, 
did not, was not tempted with woman. David tempted himself with woman. No woman pursued David. It was David that orchestrated. Are you getting what I'm saying? A two different life. A two different life. And that's why you not compare your life with others. What is delayed to you might be fast and furious to somebody. That's the truth. <laughs> Praise God. What is temptation to you? Somebody else might not even know whether they exist or not. Some people, their temptation is money. Some people, their temptation is women. Some people, their temptation is position. Some people, their temptation is the three of them. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Give me Scotland and die. You know that, uh, that guy. Give me Scotland, else I die. And he said, give me money. <laughs> I die. <laughs> give me money. Give me women. I die. That's it. But you see, it's a two different. See, and why they were, went to buy, the bridegroom came. Why is it that the bridegroom came? They've been, they've been waiting. Let's say they've been waiting since morning. Afternoon, evening, night. The bridegroom came and then they just went. It looks like something that happened within 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was, and the door was, it looks like that's close, game over, close ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the door was, let me tell you, in every generation, there are dispensations when God opens the door for people to go in and manifest. God can raise kingdom financiers around the time. If you, even in ministry, if you look at it, you see some people around, you know, early 80s, God called them. He released those young men into ministry. Around 74, 75, God called some people. He released them. Around late, you see them, um, Bishop Bessie, that was how they get their time. Then Bishop Francis Waleke, okay, Bishop Oyedepo um, Co. they get their time. And then later, late 80s, some people, early 90s, some people, I can be telling you these people that I'm talking to. This generation, I can tell you. In ministry, in business, is like that. In career, is like that. When the door for your generation is shut, you wait for the next generation. Yes. You wait. You wait. Are you getting what I'm saying? You, you wait. And if you don't wait, it might not manifest. Is that clear? If you don't what? If you don't wait, it might not what? Manifest. Because generationally speaking, God opens door for people to move in and manifest. Now, don't forget the light they carry means good works. But before you can say it's good works, first and foremost, Bible says let your light shine so that people can see the good work. Before you can say good work, the first thing you should see, it means revelation of Christ the manifestation of Christ through you. But there's nobody that will not, you, once you go through the delay, the Bible says, the bedroom delay, they slumbered and they slept. They slumbered and they what? Potiphar's house, delay. Pete, delay. Prison, delay. Do you know that? It got to a point, it looks like, it, I mean, there are certain things that if you look at the psychology of the scripture, by the spirit, you would think that 
It looks like Joseph has even resorted to faith. Because there was no, nothing like he was going to get out of prison at this time. It was results that took him out of prison. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that prison is symbolic. If you're in poverty, results will get it out of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Results will get you out of it. If your voice needs to be heard, results will get you out of it. When there was need on the outside, they could not deny the ones that carry grace inside the prison. So it was a season. This thing I'm telling you about is a season. He said, why they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in, within. So readiness is as a result of reserve. Reserve makes you ready. Are you getting what I'm saying? That extra that you kept on taking and you keep on drinking and keep on taking the word when you don't really need it, but you are having more and more to yourself, not because, you know, you are like selfish or... No, but your Bible says, covet earnestly. Is that not what the Bible says? Covet earnestly. So you covet getting deeper with God, intimacy. You are getting more supply of the Spirit, more revelation, because there's going to be a demand. You know, Paul prayed to the point that he said, church, pray for us. Give us efficient. Let me show you. There are evil days that will place a demand on your virtue. Every believer carry virtue. Every believer carry commandment. Every believer carry mandate. There will always be days where there will be demand, solid demand. You see, if you are carrying 50 liters of the Spirit, let's say, let's say we put measurement to it, and then maybe your daily demand, the daily consumption of those stuff before you get to church on Sunday and then you are refilled, or you, do you understand? Or you do quiet time and you are refilled. It's maybe 5 liters, 10 liters, 20 liters, and so you're always there. You don't feel fatigue. You don't feel headache, you don't have migraine in the spirit, you are not tired, you are not stressed. <laughs> Look, if you are stressed, you can, you can, you can go gaga. Ah, I'm not, you can, you can look at the glass house like this and you start to instrum. The glass, you are, the glass house you are living inside. So let me tell you this. There is a day that the demand on it will be 60 liters. Don't forget that when you, you have 50, you give out 20, 15 daily on a daily basis. So you're okay. So you pray and you are refilled. But what God is saying is this. Apart from that 50 liter, if that is your capacity, there should be a reserve. Are you getting what I'm saying? There should be a reserve. You see, I met a man of God who said, you see, I went to this city, from this city to that city to this. He said, I just came back home to come and meet my wife. He said, I, I got back home, I realized that since I left, my wife has been fasting. That's a reserve. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not that, where else are you going? Are you going to, oh, what's the meaning of that? <laughs> Do you understand? Now, I'm now not saying that you should just be going everywhere. Uh, there. You are not, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> your reserve. <laughs> because you must just be connected. I'm just, I mean, I just branched somewhere. And I just branched there so that you, you pick something. So Bible says, if you see Ephesians chapter, let's read from verse 8. Let me quickly run through it. From verse 8. Let me show you something here. From verse 8, Ephesians chapter 5. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Yes, time is gone. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Yes, 
He said, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Yes? And then he says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Yes? And he said, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in the secret. Yes, I'm going somewhere. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is what? Verse 14, I said, therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Sometimes it's the demand of responsibility that force you to become awake. That you are wise does not mean you will not be slumber. It does not mean that you will not fall asleep. So he said, therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Verse 15, and the Bible says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as what? So what does it mean? To have extra, you see that. Verse 16, I will show you what it means now. It's a redeeming the time, because the days are what? Evil. So you know the days are evil. There's going to be demand on your grace, on your anointing. There's going to be demand on what you carry in your lamp. So you need extra. Yes? And the Bible says, therefore do not be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. That's extra. See another extra. He said, and do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. That's extra. You see, it's those who have extra that speak to one another. Go to the next verse. He said, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You have much more than enough. So at that time, you could still share. But the time comes when that people will not be available. The gathering of the saints will not be there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Only you will have to face a challenge yourself. And that's what happens to those foolish virgins. And at that time, it's individual. There is no sharing again. And that's why they say, go and buy your own. It's now expensive. It used to be free. Now it's costly. Because they refuse to yield. I have a lot of things here that will have... You see, the TPT, go, go, go to, let's do TPT before we close. I can't check every other one, but let's see TPT. Of that, um, our major, yes. I say, at the time my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to ten maidens who took their oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Yes? Five of them were foolish and heal prepared. Can you see that? Heal prepared. For they took no extra oil for their lambs. You see that? Five of them were wise and sensible, for they took flask of oil, olive oil, with their what? That's what we are saying. Flasks of oil. And it talks about delay, talks about slumbering, talks about rest, talks about... So, you see, on this note, I want to believe you now understand the importance and what it means um, to have a reserve. So there will be shouts. It means emergency. The doors can be shut, seasonal doors. And then sometimes it can be too late. But that is late and the doors are shut does not mean that it is completely over. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me close with Ephesians chapter 6, verse, verse, let's start from 10. 
Be strong in the Lord and in this power of his might. Yes, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the wise of the... Can you see? To withstand against the wise of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. So you're in the fight. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. See, if you have understanding of this place, if any human being does anything, or any boss, or colleague, or whatever, maybe they plan gang against you at work, or whatever they did, you will know that it's not them. Are you getting what I'm saying? These are the guys that are running things. Do you understand? If a government promise all the goodies of this world, and they get there, and they are taking the goodies away. These are the guys. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh I'm not saying that um, you should now, you know, consider them to continue to promise, but I'm saying that these are the guys. (laughs) Are you getting it? Next verse. Now look at what they said. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. He said it again. That you may be able to withstand in the... Uh, reserve. And having done all to stand, you see the next one, stand therefore, having all these things. Then they say, pray all manners of prayer. Verse 18. All manners. You know, for Paul to have said this, if I got to a point, he said, pray for us that we might be giving utterance. If you go to Thessalonians, Thessalonians, he said, hey, pray for us so not all men have faith. Some are dangerous. They are looking for our... You know, some people gather together and they held their hands and they were praying. You know the way you used to pray? That's where I visualize that place. They held their hands and they bind themselves with an oath. We are not going to eat until Paul dies. And they were praying. Witchcraft. You know there's witchcraft in the body of Christ. Where those ones are not part of the body, they are just numbered among... Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, witchcraft. Manipulating and then prophesying and all those stuff. So I hope you have been blessed. Let's stand as we pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word and impartation of God's spirit by Pastor Tokwe Awufisayo, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact 080-3585. 8047 or send a mail to admin at communioncc.org. You can also download more messages for free at www.communioncc.org. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen.